What is going on, my fellow geeks, and welcome back to Raving Geeks. I do have a media recommendation. I love Lord of the Rings. Superheroes, movies, a little jack-of-all-trades, I guess. So what makes me a geek? What is going on, my fellow geeks, and welcome back to Raving Geeks, the weekly pop culture podcast from Central Michigan Life, where we discuss all things geek culture, which is like high culture, but better. If this is your first time joining us, make sure you follow the CM Life Instagram and Twitter pages for updates on the podcast, and look for us wherever you find your podcasts, uh, like YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on our website at www.cm-life.com. My name is Brendan Valentine, and I'm coming to you from uh, Happy Harbor this week, and I would like to thank you all for joining me and my fellow co-hosts, who will uh, introduce themselves in a second, with our question of the week. Uh, this week's question of the week is, who is your favorite sidekick? Oh. Uh, so, I'm going to go back and be unorthodox. Hi, oh, everyone. Quick, I'm Hope. I am Hope. That is what I was just about to do, Brendan. Um, I'm Hope Goodrell. I'm coming to you from the DC fandom. Um, I'm not going to choose, like popular anything uh my favorite sidekick is zack attack from sky high although in the oh. end, he ends up not being a, a sidekick but you know oh man i was also gonna say something from sky high um hello isaac hunter here pleasure to be here um gosh that's a good answer hope zach is fantastic he glows all right i was gonna say the like sidekick teacher guy <laughs> yes oh uh, uh it was something boy um like american boy i think or something yeah it was american boy was yeah the, the commander's sidekick um but i will do an unorthodox one and say my favorite sidekick is r2d2 <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one i ever since i was little r2d2 was always like always my favorite character or at least one of them because i can always rely on him um you can't really ruin his character because he's he's just beeps and and boops but i mean force awakens tried by having him not be in it they tried (laughs) and you know what he still came in clutch he did come in clutch yep brandon yes oh so i i had to think a lot about this one um because like my first instinct is you know comic books uh, but then I thought, you know what, you know, there's other sidekicks uh, outside of out of comic books. I was like, oh, Watson uh, from Sherlock Holmes um, and stuff like that. But honestly, I got to go real nostalgic on this one. I can't remember. Here, I'll Google it real quick so I can go real. I remembered and then I forgot. Um, How dare you? No, no, no. You will love it once I once I tell you. Um, but I forgot the name. Um, okay. Well, real quick while oh, you're looking no, no, it up. Okay, no, there's a reason oh. I forgot it is because I didn't actually forget it. Um, I just forgot. So um, uh, the lizard from Magic School Bus. Uh, oh my God, yes! name is Liz Art. Yes. Um, on the, on the, originally I was like, no, it's Pascal from Tangled. Uh, but then yeah. I was like, no, who's the original Pascal? And that's Liz from the Magic School Bus. That is that is a, a great nostalgic trip right there. I was uh, like, we're, we talk about comic books all the time. There's plenty of other sidekicks. 
Yeah, honorable mention Huey, Louie, and Dewey from DuckTales. <laughs> Huey, Louie, Louie, and Dewey are... Those are the main characters of DuckTales. I think that they're Scrooge McDuck sidekicks. Mm, that's that's debatable. I, yeah. Okay, okay. Oh, well, anyway, <laughs> thank you both uh, for your un- or- unorthodox choices. <clears throat> now, to get things started, uh, we'd like to share some uh, geek news here on the pod before we get into our uh, main topic of the week. So, uh, Hope and Isaac, what do y'all got for us? Um, okay, so my geek news is for any of you uh, Lego builders out there, there's a fun new set coming. It is the Lego Ideas Home Alone set, which features the McAllister house from Home Alone. Um, comes out November 1st. It is $249.99. It is a total of 3,955 pieces, um, over a foot wide and a foot long and about a foot tall. Uh, it's pretty awesome. It comes with Kevin McAllister, as well as the Wet Bandits, uh, Marvin Harry. Um, it also comes with his mom, and then the shovel guy, uh, whose name <laughs> escapes me at the moment. <laughs> um, but uh, no, it's just super cool. And it even comes with like all the traps in the house. Like you can open up the house and there's like the basement and everything. There's even like the, like, the basketball player. Um, turning thing that he uses when he dances uh it's so good um and marv even has an iron burn on his face if you turn his head around when it drops iron so uh i think it's just really cool of course if you if you have the money to throw 250 dollars at that i would love that set that'd be super cool so that's my news Uh, oh yeah uh so dad there's a uh, possible christmas present if you don't want to get me a harry potter set um, no. um, so my news, I have a couple different ones. Um, so first off, update on Johnny Depp, Amber Heard debacle. Um, in a win for Johnny Depp, the judge in uh, the U.S. Um, granted, uh, okay, so where is it? Nope, that's not it. All right, so Virginia, the libel laws of Virginia, um, are different from that of England, obviously, because, you know, United States and England. Um, And so the, so Johnny Depp had sued Amber Heard for it, um, you know, calling him wife beater and all of that. And, um, and Amber Heard was like, well, because he lost in England, we should just throw out this case here in America. Well, the judge said, uh, no, our laws are different. So guess what, Amber Heard? You have to go prove that Johnny Depp abused you. Just saying. Uh, perjury, anyone? Is that going to come out? Oh, I, I should be impartial, right? I'm, everyone knows I'm not. Um, but so that is one big good thing for Johnny Depp in all of this. Um, so the other thing is the chandelier for Phantom of the Opera rose oh. for the first time in 586 days and you can go to phantom musical on tiktok or i'm sure any of their other social media accounts and watch the cast watching it rise and um the majestic at the majestic theater and like honestly they had to use like a drone to like get all the footage of the chandelier up close and everything it was so like to know that theater is coming back even 
with COVID and everything, like to know that the things that we love are slowly coming back and finding ways to do it smart and, you know, in a way that hopefully people don't get it, like makes me so happy. And just watching the chandelier like rise is freaking awesome. Oh, yeah. Um, and then my last bit of news, which is probably a little bit late. I don't know how many people pay attention to him, though. Uh, Cillian Murphy is cast in the next Christopher Nolan film, Oppenheimer, or Oppenheimer. Um, and this will be Murphy's fourth project with Christopher Nolan. So all you Peaky Blinders uh, fans out there, you get to see him in a new movie. I, I, I love Cillian uh, Murphy. Killian, Cillian, Killian Murphy. Um, I actually just watched a video yesterday about it was like he goes over his like most well-known roles. And I think that's crazy because I didn't know that he was doing another Nolan thing. But like when Nolan, like when he like auditioned for Nolan, like he had never met Christopher Nolan before. He barely knew his work and Nolan barely knew his. And then like all of a sudden he's become like a regular on all his movies, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, if you think... Like, it could be something like Christopher Jackson and Lin-Manuel Miranda, where Lin-Manuel Miranda promised Christopher Jackson a role, even if it was just a small one, in anything that he made that was turned into some sort of production, whether it was Christopher Jackson plays Washington, right? Yes. Correct. Okay. Yes. Yes. And they met when um, In the Heights was first on Broadway, um, because Lin played U.S. Navi, and um, I can't remember the name of the character that Christopher Jackson played. Um, uh, is it Donnie? I think so. It was the one of the radio station. Yeah. And like falls in love with the girl from, you know. Um, but in the movie, uh, Christopher Jackson is the ice cream truck owner. Um, and Lindman Mall is the. Um, like shaved ice. Shaved ice. Yeah. yeah. So. And he plays Moana's dad's singing voice in Moana. That's true. Yeah, I'll always pull that bit of information out. <laughs> All right, Brendan, give us your news. Yeah, um, I've got some some significant MCU uh, news this week. First of all, Eternals is being spoiled like crazy on the internet, so be be careful out there. There will be no major spoilers on this podcast for a movie that has not yet been released. However, um, it was announced at the premiere that Harry Styles, uh, I will not say as which character because I did not let that information revealed to me and it was revealed but um will be no it's not your fault I will figure it out anyway (laughs) um for those of you who aren't in our group chat Hope texted the information to us before I had the chance to go no spoilers (laughs) so I was like that's on you so you didn't say no spoilers in time exactly I didn't you texted out of the blue we weren't in the middle of a conversation But anyway, Harry Styles will be making an appearance in the end credit scene of um, Eternals. So keep an eye out for that. Um, as a very interesting character that I was not anticipating being introduced in this movie at all, um, maybe hinted at by name, but I didn't think they'd, they'd cast them. Um, but the uh, more immediate prevalent MCU news, all of the upcoming movies and most just the general MCU projects have been delayed by a couple months um so doctor strange has been moved from its initial release date in i believe it was february now to may and like they've each each movie has taken a slot so now thor 4 was supposed to come out in may now it comes out in july um 
No uh, Way Home. Ant-Man. That was in December, right? No Way Home moved? was No Way Home was not delayed. Okay. Because they've it's already in post, uh, or it's already yeah, it's ba- it, the filming has wrapped on that one. Everything else is yeah. still in major parts of production um, after No Way Home, so okay. which is probably why like and the way the MCU is structured, you can't like certain projects have to be released before other projects. Uh, yeah. Like you couldn't you couldn't release Far From Home before Endgame, type of thing. Um, <laughs> that would just get really confusing. <laughs> be like, wait, did I miss a lot? Um, what happened yeah, to Tony so Stark? They already restructured the order of how uh, some things that were supposed to come out. I believe um, so. Black Widow was supposed to be the first thing that came out, and I think we were supposed to get Shang Chi and Eternals before we got any of the TV shows. I think so. um, originally. And then we would have gotten Loki before WandaVision. Um, and then, or no, we would have gotten Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, WandaVision. But then WandaVision's was far enough along and they could do a lot during COVID that they were able to push that up and there weren't any major spoilers because of what they had to cut. Um, but the and same Loki, things happened. We didn't get the full season of it because of COVID. But. Yes, um, about a, a whole episode was cut from that too, and that's why the whole last episode is mostly a conversation between Tom Hiddleston and Jonathan Majors, um, instead of something a little more in depth as to who he who remains is, because um, they they just weren't able to do that, which is fine. Marvel putting out as much as they have in this in this year after taking a year off has been very impressive. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm not upset about the the delay in the MCU movies because. To me, that's saying that's them saying we weren't able to do this to the extent we wanted to do it. So instead of rushing something, um, we're going to you know take our time on it and finish it up and give you the quality content that you're waiting for. Because as much as I, I love all everything that has been released this year, um, the movies I don't think suffered as much um, from COVID restrictions, but the shows definitely suffered. Yeah. Um, and I think you would as hype as WandaVision was. I feel like there was a little drop off at the end, and I think that hype would have maintained if it wasn't for the pandemic. Same thing with Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Loki; like they had they had their high moments, but I feel like there was just something missing, and I think that's the result of the pandemic. So, um, as disappointed as I am that I have to wait until May for Doctor Strange two, which will be the most multiverse shattering movie in the MCU ever. Um, and apparently, like, the scariest MCU movie. It's the first MCU horror movie, and I'm so excited. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, what else was it? There was another thing that was Marvel-related. I thought about it, like, ten seconds ago while I was talking, and then I wouldn't shut up. Oh, well. No, because, um... Yeah. That's it. Oh wait, no! I remember what it was. Sorry, uh, we're supposed we're supposedly getting a uh, the second No Way Home trailer uh, within the next uh, two weeks. Woo! Um, no, the the antici- there is no it's all just speculation, but the anticipated date that we will be getting it will be either November first or November second. My money would be on November second. Trailers tend to release on Tuesdays, so. Well, I mean, um, if it if it releases late, you know, the fandom will just pressure them into releasing it again we could get it before then anyway i think it's supposed it's supposed to come out around the time eternals comes out okay um which is november 5th so shouldn't be a problem but anyway enough on marvel uh for those of you who are not aware 
uh, this past weekend, which will be two weekends ago at the time of uh, this podcast being released. We love time delay. Um, we should just live stream all the podcasts unedited. Raw. <laughs> no. Yeah, to see no, how chaotic we actually are. Yeah, no, Mike does a great job. It, it, sometimes as chaotic as it seems, it's worse. <laughs> let's just um, let's just name all the people personal in our lives names. Yeah. <laughs> Get Brendan in trouble. Then. Yeah, my social security number is uh anyway. Uh <laughs> I saw that face, Isaac. Were you grabbing a pen? No. <laughs> I was just adjusting myself, I swear. But anyway, so on the opposite side, uh DC uh came out swinging. Uh, with its DC fandom event, which also happened in 2020, and which uh, revealed a lot of projects that you know have previously hadn't been heard of, uh, and there were a lot of updates on things that like we'd only really heard rumors about. It it kind of canonized a lot of ideas in the DC realm, not just in the DC extended film universe, but in um, the DC comics universe as well. So. Uh, the way that it usually worked is they would start off with some exciting things and then the th- they would bury uh, some things that they didn't think would you know, be as highly anticipated in the middle and then save the biggest thing for last. But we're going to talk about the biggest thing first, and that is the, the new trailer for The Batman. Um, so our first trailer for The Batman came when the film only had gone through about a third of filming. Um, And now the movie is slated for a March release. So my guess is filming is pretty much wrapped. Um, They might have to do some some reshots later. But this trailer, you know, I'm going to save my opinion. What what did you all think of the trailer? Because we got our first one at last year's DC fandom. We had to wait another year for this one. So was it worth the wait? I think yes. Um, I also think that this is going to be the darkest Batman that I've seen. I don't know y'all's um levels of batman viewing um and also it'll be interesting because like after it came out there were things that was like this batman is also going to be the most psychotic and i was like that's interesting and i could see robert pattinson doing that really well um and i'm really excited for robert pattinson to play batman and bruce wayne and um seeing also like the hints as to who some of the villains are in the movie I was like this is gonna be intense like you're not gonna want to look away from the screen even if you're watching it at home just because like you will look away and you'll miss something so yeah I'm excited I also am very excited um I love Batman uh the Riddler fun fact is my favorite Batman villain although Mm -hmm. this take on the Riddler is not the version that is my favorite Batman villain, but I am still very excited to see like this almost like Zodiac Killer-esque take on it. Um, plus, um, oh gosh, why can't I think of the guy that's playing him's name? Um, the Riddler? Yeah, uh, Paul Dano. Um, yes. I love Paul Dano. Um, Little Miss Sunshine, uh, Swiss Army Man. But anyways, um, no, I'm really excited because I was thinking about it and like Batman's called the world's greatest detective and very rarely do we actually see that aspect on him. We more so almost see the Cape Crusader aspect, um, which I mean, he's both. And like, yes, we've seen Bruce Wayne like analyze things and figure things out, but like this movie looks like it'll really heavily weigh on that 
being a detective part. Um, and I'm really excited to see that because let him live up to his name. I agree. I think that's a super important part because, like, if you look at the evolution of like Batman, especially on the big screen, you've got your um, you've got your Michael Keaton to start off, and he was just he was just like the vigilante, the superhero, but like in a positive way. Like, it wasn't really focused on like his relationship with the GCBD. He kind of worked with them. Um, and then you've got yeah, okay. I'm going to ignore the George Clooney version because that was not much different from michael keaton but also like yeah. worse um in my opinion uh but then you've got your christian bale which was like about about like the dark side of batman like the yeah. the part that doesn't work well with the gcpd like the criminal almost but like you know gotham's dark knight um focused on like that part he's he's the savior of the city but i'm not the one it wants i'm not the one it deserves but the one it needs I'm not wearing hockey pads. I'm not wearing hockey pads. That's a good lineup. <laughs> um, but then you've got um, uh, Batfleck, which was mostly like you did have some detective in there, but like that was like Batman as like the warrior, like that was yeah. like Arkham Knight level Batman. And I think this one, if you played the Batman Arkham games, this one's like Ark. We're getting Arkham Origins Batman in this one, which was they tried to make like a cool detective like feature which was just like point and click for the right um yeah like evidence but i think like we're gonna be moving in that direction and i think that's exciting and then i agree that uh, with you hope pointing out the the psychotic nature of bruce wayne we've always seen the the billionaire playboy philanthropist um and then you know when he's at home he's just batman he's not bruce wayne but like i think this one we're gonna we're gonna analyze a little bit like the remnants of bruce wayne's broken psyche that isn't the the public persona that he has to put on but i'll be interested to see if like what his public persona is because from the trailer it seems like he doesn't have much of one like it's okay for him to go out in public kind of looking like tired with like the bags under his eyes and like stand in the middle of the debris and that hasn't been the bruce wayne we've seen before on screen and i haven't like really focused on that bruce wayne in the comics but I know it exists, so I'm 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 super excited. Matt Reeves is going to do a great job, or has probably done a great job, um, like kind of piecing this story together. The one part of the trailer I was disappointed on was I wasn't able to piece together a cohesive narrative of the story, like the plot, which I don't think, given Matt Reeves' directing style, is super <laughs> important, especially in the trailer. I think what they were trying to show off was like the vibe, like this is the Batman you're getting, not this is the Batman story you're getting. So I wonder if I'm not, I guess I'm disappointed, but because it's just mysterious and I want to know like what they're going after and what they're trying to prove with this Batman. I think they did, he, or, you know, they did hint a little bit um, because they showed Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman, um, which when I first saw her, I was like, Halle Berry. Nope, that's not it. Because it was just (laughs) like a flash. And I was like, my brain. And then I called her, to my sister I was like oh Zoe Sandalia and I was like that's not the right name who's Jason Momoa's wife um which I also find it really ironic that like Batman is in DC but it's not in the DCEU universe you know that universe with Jason Momoa unless they have unless we're going to transition into the Flash and talk about we'll do that later yeah (laughs) brokenness of their universe um but I just I 
I was like, okay, so we're bringing back the whole like possible romance with, um, you know, Selena Kyle and, um, you know, Batman, Catwoman that, you know, they did at the end of the Dark Knight trilogy um, that they had in Gotham and Titans also has talked about it, even though they don't really have Bruce Wayne in Titans as much or like at all really. Um, there was like one time they were trying to break into Wayne Manor or something like the password was Selena Kyle. Um, so, which only of course, like, yeah, only uh, Dick Grayson knew that. And then like Gar's like, who the hell is Selena Kyle? So. Okay. I yeah. was, Titans was on my list of things to watch now that I am I have access to HBO Max. It's in season three. Yeah, I know, but like... <laughs> That oh, that's some new fifty two crap. Ah, uh, I don't like that. Like, it's one thing for them to have a romance; it's another thing for him to make her name his password. Because normally Batman's really good at passwords. Like, have you ever read the or like listened to the audio clip from Justice League? I think it was Justice League Doom, where like Batman has to like unlock the Bat computer for each contingency plan on how to kill each Justice League or incapacitate each Justice League member, and he's like. Omega Lambda 5, 9X4, I'm like, and he just knows these. That's oh. not a Batman password. Or it's Martha, or like something like Martha. that. Like his, but, his so like the way that they played it in Titans, and this is kind of like off topic for the trailer, but like the way that they played it is, I think the hint was like the one who got away or something like that. So Gar tried like Joker, or and I can't remember what the other one was, but then Dick was like, no, try Selena Kyle because that was the last try left and it was that. So, Selena spoiler, Kyle. but... There's not even any numbers in that. Hackers could hack into that. Yeah. If um, they know about Selena Kyle and Bruce Wayne, but you don't know that. Yeah, but also, like, if you if you are at the Batcave, odds that you know Bruce Wayne is Batman <laughs> are much they higher. They were at the Batcave. They were in Wayne Manor. Wayne, oh, they were in Wayne Manor. Okay. Yeah, I thought they were or... in Wayne Manor trying to get into the Batcave. No. Uh, there was it. something like Red Hood and bad guys and yeah, I don't... I was watching a clip on YouTube, wasn't really like aware of what was going on. That's fair. But anyway, back to the trailer. Um, I'm also, su I'm super excited for like this version of the Penguin. Um, yeah. Because like, so th there's, the Penguin has always been like a weird villain in all of batman media except for the comics and the arkham games which do a decent job i mean well the comics do a great job because that is the origin <laughs> of the penguin but yeah arkham does a pretty good job um but a lot of people like really force that connection like him being called the penguin and like relating it to animals which does exist but i feel like gotham did a decent job where like penguin used to be this name for him that like he didn't like but he's like you know what you're going to look down on me for like this way, I, the way I look, I look like a penguin or whatever the origin story is. Cause it depends on like the, uh, you know, it depends on its origins. Um, mm -hmm. But like him embracing that name and becoming like a full fledged mobster, like the Arkham like games, he's, he's just an arms dealer and a criminal. Yeah. But like this one, like he, he's the full, like the one that's like, what are you doing, sweetheart? And I'm like, where he calls Batman sweetheart. I was like, 
oh, this is serious. When he when he's driving and then there's the explosion behind them and he's like, I, I got, got you. you. <laughs> yes, I was uh, like, and then I'm like, no, you didn't. There's no way you got him. And then the trailer ends with him like walking out of the like. I was like, oh, this is this is gonna be an epic movie. Yeah. Also, um, the fact that uh, Penguin is Colin Farrell. Like, yeah. Yes. He's been doing some amazing villains lately. Like, oof. Oh, so, yeah, I'm excited for that. Nothing like Colin Farrell. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's oh, it's very good. I'm oh. a lot of you can tell a lot of effort has been put into this movie. Um, <laughs> so e- even if like because I'm I'm still itching for some plot details. Uh, but even if like the plot ends up being like mediocre, like the film's still gonna look super cool. Yeah. Um. So my theory on on what the plot's about, I do think it's going to have to do with, obviously, uh, I think it's going to have to do with corruption in the city, but not like criminal corruption. I mean, like corruption in like the the hierarchy of the city, like the political figures, the police probably. I think it's going to be like that take on it. Do you want the IMDB plot? I don't want a (laughs) sentence. I was going to say, but I think there is even a possibility, which I, I saw, this isn't my own theory, actually, I saw this somewhere else, uh, of bringing in aspects of the Court of Owls, like, storyline. I love the Court of Owls storyline. I, like, I mean, there isn't a lot, like, to work off from the trailer, but I do think that would be a really, like, neat thing, where it's just, you know, like, these hidden figures that control the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's already a lot of villains in this, though, so I don't. Mm-hmm. I could see that as an end credit scene, like yeah, after, yeah. like, Penguin is the type of person that would know about the court. I don't know if Riddler would. I doubt Selena would, but I think Selena would get involved if she found out. Not like become a member of the court, but like, would be involved in that storyline. So that, yeah. and the the type of city that Gotham is being written as, because like. Yeah, like an important part of like the Batman comics is Gotham City is a character in and of itself. Like, and in some iterations, Gotham City is just you know hurting and needs you know to you know needs like some cough medicine, proverbial cough medicine cough to medicine. like help fight off you know the the, <laughs> the bacteria. But then other iterations, it's like this rotted, corrupt. You know, there's it's beyond saving almost. So, I, and this one seems like that beyond saving, which is the, yeah. the type of city that the court would have. A pretty solid grasp on so anyway the batman was not the only thing that was brought up uh we can transition now into the little teaser we got for the flash movie mm-hmm. uh which uh gives us two iter- two other iterations of batman uh highlighted physically is michael keaton's batman um and then this is using ezra miller's flash so we still have uh batfleck in there <laughs> So um, this seems this the, the movie seems to be and all the rumors have pointed to it uh, centering around um, the idea of Flashpoint and ever since you know the Snyder cut we can have gotten evidence that the Flash can travel in time and change the timeline. Uh, oh, sorry, that was a major spoiler for the Snyder cut. Um, but I guess I didn't reveal certain details of why that happened, so we'll just stay quiet. Um, <laughs> but anyway. Uh, the movie probably involves time travel in parallel universes, which is how we're getting Michael Keaton's Bat- um, Batman alongside uh, Ben Affleck's Batman. Um, Plus the two other flashes at the end of the trailer 
that were behind Ezra Miller. Well, one's Flash, and then one is Supergirl, I think, or Superwoman. Was it Supergirl? Yeah. I thought they were both had the Flash symbol on them. No, the ones the the oh gosh. Are you looking at the boots? No, because the boots are are what looks like Michael Keaton's Batman suit being repainted to look like the Flash. But I'm talking about um oh why can't I think of it? Well, I mean, I've got the trailer pulled uh, up right here, so I can just find it real quick. It was like right at the end. Like there was yeah, a yeah. brief. Oh, it's it's Sasha Cal as the new Supergirl, and she's oh, okay. she's like got short dark hair, which is like yeah. why it kind of you know. <laughs> it's not it's not a um, Melissa Benoist Supergirl. No, yeah, that we're used to seeing. So, um, and then the main thing about this one, the reason this wasn't a full fledged trailer, this was kind of just a teaser, um, but. It is, uh, it's, the movie's in production, like, it's coming out. We're not, unless they, like, get to the point where they finish filming and are like, eh, let's scrap it. Um, <laughs> but the one thing that we didn't see in this trailer that I was really hoping for was a glimpse of the Reverse Flash, who is one of my favorite villains of all time. Yeah. See, I wasn't sure if, like, that was him when he was standing, there was, like, the Flash figure that was standing outside of um the allen house before like what with, the, with the high with the high tech suit the one that looks like it's yeah justice and suit. it was like yeah that's what i thought like, at first but then we got the high the we got to see the high tech suit that flash wears later like one that's definitely showing that this is post justice league but because i was also thinking like because ezra miller's flash has been on grant gustin's flash tv show like he guest starred in that um which after the episode aired grant gustin was like guys i've been trying not to spoil this it was so funny to like watch him just like throw everything i would be like i was so excited for this and like it was so hard not to like let it slip or tell you um but so like the scene of whichever flash whether it's reverse flash or high-tech suit Ezra Miller flash um it was I was like that is very reminiscent of like when Barry on Grant Gus on the tv show goes back in time to try and save his mom you know shows up at her house and I was like well the Flashpoint comic is full of like images like that that are super iconic that um because the Flashpoint uh sorry little DC history lesson the the Flashpoint comic basically reset the entire DC universe at one point the same way Crisis on Infinite Earths did um and in the dc animated universe they also started off with the flashpoint paradox which like reset all the animated movies and then ended like the last movie in like that saga of dc animated movies which spoiler alert kind of ends with the justice league losing like dark side one killed most of the league and then they do get revenge on him but then there's like 10 league members left and they're all partially incapacitated. None of them are at full power. Um, and then they're like, all right, Flash, another Flashpoint to try and prevent this. And that, that's how the movie ends. So like, there's the Flashpoint story, which might be a little overdone at this point because the TV show used it. They had the animated movie. And this mm-hmm. was one of the most like popular, important comics of the past decade. It's been more than a decade since Flashpoint now, actually. Yeah, it's been a while. 
but like in in the modern era of comics uh flashpoint has been super important so um images like that are definitely like going to pop up again and again and it's going to be i hope it's not the same story but i yeah. hope that i we're definitely getting that basic storyline of flash goes back in time to save his mom change the past causes bigger problems so yeah i mean and that brings up the, the possibility of reverse flash brings up you know like what if the second ezra miller is possibly evil or is reverse flash i mean they're different characters but there's a chance that he could perhaps look the same well that's how it was in the comics the first time like eobard thawne really showed up was um this was after crisis on infinite earths where barry allen well i guess this isn't the first time we've ever seen the reverse flash but like the backstory of eobard thawne starts with after crisis on infinite earths um where wally west is the flash um and barry allen is gone like eobard thawne comes back like as barry allen and says i'm barry allen and like impersonates the flash and then they eventually figure it out and that's the backstory of eobard thawne um so that's definitely plausible there's you know um what's the legal term precedence for it um <laughs> so that would it, it wouldn't be too shocking but also at the same time if it's if it wouldn't be too shocking why would they do it <clears throat> yeah so that's michael keaton is actually reverse flash i would i i wouldn't hate that either like <laughs> that'd be pretty funny like yeah. but if you ever watched um the animated flashpoint movie um the flat like the flash loses his speed force powers after he starts flashpoint and has to get them back and that universe's batman helps him so this that could be where he's coming from he's like oh i messed up i need batman's help um but then in that process like he gets the speed force back but he can't travel in time because the reverse flash is sapping his speed force powers and in order to um, stop the impending apocalypse that uh, flashpoint causes he needs to beat the reverse flash spoiler alert skip ahead about 10 to 15 seconds um and then to flash is not the one that beats reverse flash uh batman is by shooting him in the head um which is super weird way to kill a speedster but when yeah. you're distracted by about to being able to kill your uh, arch nemesis you might not be tapping into the speed force but then also in in the same dc animated universe the reverse flash technically dies that way twice because he yeah yeah he slows himself down he slows down time but only in his own body so that he can survive and then tries to get a pass um in the justice league dark film that will stop him from going to hell dc is such a weird <laughs> universe but it's so fun to watch these movies but um okay anyway the, the spoiler is done but um apart from flash as well uh we got a look at aquaman 2 uh, which is another like film uh, a lot of people really enjoyed uh, Aquaman and one aspect that I like I've heard not just from myself but from other people is that they really liked how they explored explored like the different realms of Atlantis and kind of like figured out not like the politics of it but like kind of the demographics uh, of Atlantis and it seems you know that's where we're going for this one is in the last you know the villain of the last movie is Ocean Master and that was kind of like a the the conflicting identities of aquaman as being from the surface but also from atlantis so this one might be like an internal atlantean conflict which would be really interesting to explore yeah um i gotta be honest that trailer i didn't watch <laughs> um, okay. but uh 
my one comment is that I still think I like his orange suit at the end of the first Aquaman movie more than I like this new one of his. That, that's fair. I like the comic accurate stuff, especially when they make comic book stuff that looks stupid, even in comic books, look cool in person. I really like yeah. that. See, I, I like the black one because it's like, I don't know, maybe it's just because female Jason Momoa black <laughs> highlights nicely. Um, but <laughs> I like, I, I also didn't fully watch the trailer. Like, I watched a bit, but like, my distaste for Amber Heard is making it really difficult for me to actually like enjoy Aquaman um especially after hearing things that happened on set like that she it's and she poked him but not like the nice poke it's kind of a harsher poke him in the eye with a prop that was not the right pop to be stabbing him in the eye with um but like also just knowing that Hearing the uh, interviews that Jason Momoa has, like his last one on Ellen DeGeneres, he was like, guys, look, I'm getting old, okay? I'm an old dude. Like, I'm getting injuries because I'm trying to put too much into it and I'm old. So like, I don't know. I'm Like, I'm excited and also a little bit not because I don't want to support Amber Heard in any way, shape or form. Um, but I'm excited for Jason Momoa because yeah. like, he, he, he's one of those actors that like you know you like them and other stuff but then they hit one particular role and you're like no this is like your role that you fit this like perfectly not everybody agrees but for me he's like the person that fits the uh Arthur Curry Aquaman mold very well I also like because like typically in like at least in animated shows and things like that people have portrayed Aquaman as like super white and Jason yeah. Momoa as a Pacific Islander, um, I th- I would I think makes more sense for the character seeing as like if Atlanteans were going to blend in, they'd most likely blend in with people that live on islands. Yeah, like that just yeah. seems to make more sense. Um, or like I like I know like he also has been in like the what's the is it is the show called Vikings? Uh, oh, no, no wait, he no, was no, in you... uh, not Lord of the Rings, uh, Game of Thrones. Well, he was in Game he of Thrones, was... but he was also. Isn't he in a new one lately? Yeah, the one with uh, Dave Bautista. Yeah. He's in Dune. He is also uh, in Dune. Uh, but basically, like, he kind of, like, fits in, like, uh, with that Scandinavian, like, group that, like, I don't know. I just feel like show, Jason Momoa. Apple show C or whatever? Or, like, C. Lion? Yeah, that's what it is. C. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I feel like Jason Momoa just fits the, like, idea of Aquaman better. Like, when I think of, like, the compelling Aquaman, he's kind of that vagabond, like, kind of drifts from one place to another and jason momoa gives off that vibe more than the the just depictions of aquaman in the past yeah. that where he looks like he should be like working a nine to five at goldman sachs yeah no they, <laughs> they'll, they'll give aquaman like this like really neat comb over hair <clears throat> that like looks like he got it at sports cuts and that he and he's like i don't know because isn't he he's blue eyed and that's like yeah the reason that they know he's like the royal is like only the royal family has blue eyes in like original Aquaman. But I'm like, I don't know. Why did they have to make him look like a crusty pale guy? He should be like sunburned. He should be tan. Uh-huh. He's spending all this time at sea. I don't know. It's, I think he's really good. Also, just to be clear, like we didn't get a specifically a trailer 
for Aquaman in the in the Lost Kingdom, but we did get to go behind the scenes on production. Um, yeah. it, it was like a, a a sneak peek with Jason Momoa, just in case anyone was like, "Did I miss the trailer?" But no, don't worry, you didn't miss the trailer. The only major trailers we got for films were uh, for fl- like Flash as this teaser and um, Batman. At least DC Extended uh, Universe upcoming trailers. I was gonna say the uh, Peacemaker one. Well, that's a show, not a film. Don't worry. Oh, is that a show? I thought it was a film. Nope, it's a show. <laughs> I was like, don't worry, I'm not forgetting. Okay. I'm aware. Um, but yeah, like oh, other also, DC. Yeah. There was also, and this might also be a show, but uh, the Super Pets. I mean, it was kind of more like a little couple clips, but the Super Pets animated. Oh yeah, I'm also talking just mainly. I'm talking DC Extended Universe, like the the live action films that like are like in this the the Zack Snyder form of things. Because I figured those are the the big ticket items that were in here. Um, but then also other like Snyderverse, we did get a, a clip of Black Adam. That is what I forgot um, with yeah, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, which did. I'm so excited for. because uh, we got to hear uh, Pierce Shazam Brosnan too, talking. Fury of the Gods. We did not get a trailer, did we? I thought we, we got, did. I thought we got a new trailer. Well, I can double check. I thought it was like a 10 second clip. Um, I guess Thank I should have come to this more prepared, but like I was not thinking we were going to talk about um, <laughs> any movies besides Batman in super in-depth, so I, I didn't review those. I reviewed, I reviewed the trailers for all the games um, as I'm super excited for those. Those I skipped <laughs> over. Sorry. Oh, no. That, that's what I'm most excited for. Shazam Theory of the Gods. Um... No, it was just another behind the scenes thing. We got we got a we got like the really quick uh, thing because it doesn't come out until twenty twenty three, so they're not going to reveal a trailer oh, yet. That's fair. so <clears throat> yeah. We got to go behind the scenes. We got to see some special effects and like some really quick clips and some um, costumes. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, we get an updated uh, Shazam costume, which looks really cool. Um, and a very I'm 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 excited for that movie, but because it's a little more distant, like we're getting Black Adam this year. So I, I Black Black Adam and the Batman. So very excited for those. But, um, and then beside, let's see, Shazam Fury of the Gods, Flash. Yeah, we covered, that's all the, that's all the films that are majorly coming out. Um, and then the other like big trailer announcement was the Peacemaker series. So if you uh, have seen the Suicide Squad, uh, the newest one, uh, you will know that John Cena's Peacemaker was um, a hit. Not my favorite character, um, not, and not the character from that movie that I would have chosen to write a show after but definitely like if you're going for that hbo max raunchy comedy type thing it's definitely the character to go for like when he's in his uh underwear and dancing in his living room yeah oh man and then the eagle hugging him yeah i was just gonna say the part with the bald eagle i i'm very excited although he almost looks like more wholesome than he was in the other show but in the uh, movie in the movie no, but, that's the thing. I didn't think he was redeemable at the end of the movie. Yeah. I was like, no, I hate this guy. I don't like if I were to choose a character from that movie that was still alive at the end of the movie um, to do a show after Ratcatcher 2. Oh, okay. Okay. Who, who, were you thinking Polka Dot Man? I was going to say if you had to pick a character that is still alive, but you're right. Polka Dot Man's not alive. <laughs> Spo- spoilers. spoilers. Um, you know thanks for that. <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I had to pick characters. We can edit that out. No, it's fine. This They're, is just people... getting me back for spoiling who Harry Styles is going to be playing for Brendan. <laughs> Mike takes <laughs> in the chat, sigh. <laughs> we can say blank died, and then we'll be like, who said that? 
But oh, um, it's not it's not that big of a spoiler. Yeah. Um, it's the Suicide Squad. Most of the cast die. <laughs> um, spoiler. <laughs> spoiler. Okay. Will Smith it's in, is it's still in, alive. It's in the title, and also Will Smith wasn't in that one. He's still no, alive, but he's still alive <laughs> because he wasn't in that one. We don't know. He could be not in that one because he died on a different Suicide Squad mission that has not been in canon yet. That's true. That's true. But um, I am very excited for for the new Peacemaker show. Um, I know like zero of the characters they're introducing. Um, there's like what Vigilante is like his like mm-hmm. a character in the show. And then there's a I love characters. Vigilante, but I don't know if I'm gonna like this incarnation of it because it's in a comedy show and Vigilante's not funny. See, I don't even know who Vigilante is. One of my favorite heroes, well, anti-heroes, um, at least the comic book version. He was in Arrow, um, and he oh. was okay there. Um, because so in the comics, he's Adrian Chase, who ended up being Prometheus in Arrow. Um, oh, okay, yeah. So in the comics, Adrian Chase is a district attorney, and he takes on the persona of Vigilante, who's kind of like he's not the same caliber of hero as Batman, but like he's got that same mission, but no, no killing rule. I mean, he he doesn't just murder random people, but like, it, it's never discussed, at least in the comics I've read, what his policy on murdering criminals is. Uh, it was the way he in speaks. The trailer. It, yeah, in 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 general, he doesn't seem to have a problem with it, but like he takes on more of a hero role, and I I can see how they'd relate it to Peacemaker, but I don't think Vigilante is funny at all, and I think the best incarnations of him aren't. So uh, this is going to be a weird contrast with Peacemaker because they have that they I think they have a similar ideology while like Vigilantes isn't so like patriotic. Um so it'll it'll be an interesting like play off each other but not if I was going to introduce Vigilante to the DCEU I wouldn't have done it in a comedic television show. Yeah. More so. darker, serious. Yeah. City vibes. So well, I want to touch on Super Pets really quickly. Go for uh, it. Just because it's animated, so your kids will love it. Although I'm sitting here also going, I wonder what it's going to be rated because it's Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart, which like they were in uh, the movie, I think it was CIA together, and they've been in a couple other things, and they're hilarious together. I love them in movies together. Um, but also another voice actor in this is John Krasinski. <laughs> Hmm. And I was like, oh, and Keanu Reeves was also in it. And I was like, say what now? And so it was just kind of like chaotic at first with, you know, Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart, but then bringing in all these other people too. And I was just like, you know, I'm excited for this, even if it didn't have uh, Kevin Hart and Dwayne Johnson, because one, we're talking about crypto and can't remember what the Kevin Hart's character's dog the dog is um uh, who's uh, dog? Ace uh, I was gonna say if it's Batman's it's Ace the Bat so. yep it's it's kind of like a pit bull looking actually I take that back from the beginning of the episode best sidekick Ace in Batman Beyond um <laughs> that's fair but it, it, yeah it, there's a one point in the trailer of there being a turtle a pig and i think a squirrel as well just watching the interaction between crypto and ace and it it's just it looks adorable and comedic and 
I'm hoping I can share it with my oldest niece, but we'll see when it finally comes out or gets farther down the line of production. Mm -hmm. cool. So there was quite a bit more introduced at DC Fandom. Is there anything else that either of you wanted to touch on specifically that we wanted to go in a little more depth? Because if not, I have some things. Oh, please go ahead. I was so, just gonna say like Black Adam, like go watch the trailer where Dwayne Johnson is also hyping it up because Pierce Brosnan, who he oh, said, yeah. I didn't realize how long he had been in the James Bond uh, franchise, which was 10 years and apparently only four films. Um, I mean, that seems like been, a good amount for 10 years. Yeah. Um, well, and also with his era of James Bond, what they would have to do and stuff and time period of movies and everything um but like him saying like they are pulling out all the stops this is like super intense in a good way um you know Dwayne Johnson was made for this role and I was just like okay I I, I see you Pierce Brosnan um and so yeah watch that video of like Pierce Brosnan and all the and a few of the other actors like hyping it up and then Dwayne Johnson coming in and be like listen I've been trying to get this going and it's all for you guys and like hyping it up even more and I was like and then when it, they showed the little clip I was like what am I supposed to do now I want the movie now it seems like it's coming from the perspective of they're going with Black Adam as like the anti-villain trying to work starting off trying to work with the Justice Society but realizing <clears throat> their methods clash so yeah, yeah. This will be super exciting because Black Adam, for those of you who don't know, is pretty similar, at least in how his powers look to Shazam, but mm -hmm. his is a very different backstory. Well, like Billy Batson is an orphan that like is very good, good and kind-hearted, but it's just had like a rough past. Black Adam is a straight-up dictator, um, that who after being enslaved, um, in his country, kind of like led a revolution and then, um, you know, now controls the 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 new slaves. Um, at least in the comics, I don't know if they're going to have the slavery aspect in the film, but. Um, the other thing that I'm curious about is because Dwayne Johnson has the big tribal tattoos that you can usually see a little bit peeking out of his shirts at, at his collarbone. I'm wondering if they're going to hide them or incorporate them somehow. Uh, my guess is they'll either make up them out or uh, his costume will cover them. Um, I don't th I don't think it'd be an issue if they were showing anyway, but because um, like different incarnations of different characters look different, so it's not going to be a problem. But yeah, I see it being a problem for some people. That's why I'm like, I wonder what they're going to do with it. But I think the, like what you're saying, the majority of people aren't going to care. Well, but also they can do it like in certain areas, like like I know you probably can't in certain countries like Singapore. I don't think you could release a character with like certain like facial yeah. markings depending on what it is uh but they can censor that in post so that's true um, they can take a mustache off of superman so uh well i mean that was dangerous that kind of messed <laughs> up the movie um <laughs> what are you talking about but um anyway the next thing that i really wanted to talk about is the two um dc oriented dc universe oriented video games that were um we got new trailers for because they were both announced last year at fandom suicide squad kill the justice league and gotham knights premise for suicide squad kill the justice league is brainiac has uh taken over metropolis and brainwashed the justice league and waller sends in you know uh king shark arlequin captain boomerang and uh deadshot 
to try and kill the Justice League and get them out of commission so that Brainiac can't use them against Earth. Um, this trailer, we finally really got to see more of the Justice League besides Superman. And we got to see Brainiac's ship and kind of like this more of the state of Metropolis, which it looked pretty bad in the first trailer. But in this one, it's like the, the last trailer was a little more looking specifically at the characters you'd be playing. So the Suicide Squad members, this trailer kind of oriented like where they're at in the world um, in relation to Task Force X. And we got to see Amanda Waller. So I'm very excited about that. And then Gotham Knights, which the like Suicide Squad for the Justice League looks good, but Gotham Knights, the premise sounds so much fun. Um, it is the, the premise is Bruce Wayne has died um, and he is left protecting Gotham up to his four protégés, uh, um, Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, uh, Tim Drake and Barbara Gordon. And between the four of them, we finally got a plot trailer. So the main yeah. villains are going to be the Court of Owls. Um, other villains we know that are in it. Uh, the first villain is going to be Mr. Freeze. He's the first boss. Uh, Penguin is in it. Um, and we get the Court. And I'm sure there'll be plenty of other villains. But like, I loved in the Batman Arkham games, like the side missions you could play as some of these characters. So I'm really excited to play like a whole game switching out between the four of them. I, I love the like rapport between Jason Todd at least the comic book Jason Todd um, and the other members of the Bat family, especially Dick Grayson. So I'm, I'm excited to see those character interactions. Um, yeah, overall, the games look super fun. I, kinda, I might leave that up to, to Mike to discuss in the Level Up Chips podcast because that's more video game oriented stuff. But these were revealed at DC Fandom uh, last year and we got some updates on them. So they're both coming out within the next year, hopefully, barring any delays. So um, they they will probably be on my pre-order list, both of them. As long as they're for your <clears throat> gaming console. I mean, I have next. I have the next gen console, so I was one of the the lucky few that was able to get an Xbox Series X. Some people's no. kids. What? What? <laughs> What'd you just say? <laughs> it was a slip of the tongue. I bought that myself with my own money and lucked <laughs> out that GameStop had 14 in stock and I waited in line outside the store. All right, all right. With 13 right. other people? Uh, actually, nine other people because they didn't get the word out that they had some in stock. So they ended up having like one or two left over. Um, I, I'm sure they were gone by the end of the day. But yeah, so... Um... The other thing, uh, I didn't know that this project was happening, but we are officially getting a live-action Blue Beetle film. Um, oh. And yes, and they have an all um, Latinx uh, production cast, yes. which works because they're using Jaime Reyes as yeah. um, the Blue Beetle, so, and that is like a really important part of the like character is like the um, Hispanic American background of Jaime Reyes because that's uh, balancing, you know that like the um, close-knit family relationships that are like associated with you know the um, Hispanic community in the United States uh, and you know being a superhero it's very difficult to you know have two lives when both of them really require all of your attention um, yeah so I'm super excited we didn't get to like see anything anything it isn't quite in production yet but they were talking about it and kind of revealed that um, it is happening um let's see we also got some updates on the cw shows uh, i won't talk about those as much just because like they're all like there aren't any um new shows that are airing this season they did announce a couple 
um, that will be coming up, such as Naomi. Um, but we got a, a look at uh, The Flash's new costume, um, and we got a look at Batwoman, which has already aired. So uh, just a couple of updates on those shows, including uh, a not a preview, but like an announcement that DC Legends of Tomorrow will have its 100th episode coming up in this season, uh, which that show is wacky and wild anyway. So the 100th episode special is probably going to be crazy. Um, other updates on shows that are, were happening. Um, Doom Patrol, they talked about that for a little bit, but that's also already been available on uh, HBO Max. Um, oh, I forgot about this completely. Um, any fans of Neil Gaiman, we're getting a Sandman show. Yes, I'm I've super seen that. excited. And it looks, um, oh. Yeah, we got we got to see uh, some posters of it, and we got to see uh, Gwendolyn Christie as Lucifer Morningstar. Which, at first, when I saw this, because it's going to be on Netflix, I was like, "Oh, no way! They're gonna they're gonna incorporate Tom Ellis um, and his Lucifer." But no, they're not. This is a completely different universe. So I'm like, "Okay, we we don't we're not going to get the campy thing. We're going to probably get something closer to the like original Sandman." Yeah, comic. Which, if you haven't read the comics or aren't a comics person, I also would recommend the Sandman story on Audible as an audiobook, um, which is could be a little more digestible because Sandman comics look weird, um, but I, I think they're really fun anyway. Um, and yeah, I think that is about everything. Um, that I mean, there's a couple more things if you really want to know more about um, what was revealed at DC Fandom. There's uh, there's a seven hour live stream on YouTube um, if you have that kind of time. But we just wanted to go over some of the like highlights, uh, see what we're going at. Um, and, and I then, only oh. found the four hour version. So oh, yeah, there, <laughs> I didn't know there was a seven hour. There, it was a pretty, it was a full day event. Um, oh yeah, we also, they also talked a little bit about the Batgirl film coming up, which still doesn't have a whole lot of details. Um, they're still like pie piecing things together. Um, but I'm very excited to see a, a live action Barbara Gordon. I I'm really curious as to whether it's going to tie into Batfleck or um, uh, Robert Battinson. Um, but um, I, I coining that, that's me. Once that becomes a Twitter trend, uh, that was me. I started that Robert Battinson. Um, <laughs> I love <yeah>. that. <laughs> Thanks. You got to um, redownload TikTok, get it going viral. I do have to redownload TikTok, but I'm almost done with my 60 page paper with currently. It will it will probably be closer to 70 pages by the time I'm done with it. Um, but then, uh, yeah. Oh, and the last thing they uh, just more more of a, a PR thing is they are changing the um, slogan of Superman. Instead of uh, for a long time, it's been truth, justice, and the American way, um, and now it is truth, justice, and a better tomorrow, which I feel works. I know there's been some backlash of people like Superman's an American hero, but like it, in a more like globalized society, I feel like it's like Superman is an international hero and like an international symbol that is stretched beyond the United States. And while it does seem like, I think a lot of like people that are critical of it are like, it seems really general and generic. So does Superman. Like uh, Su Superman known as the bl blue boy scout in the current era. Um, you know, still a great hero, still very popular, but I feel like the more the more general slogan actually fits the character better, because I feel like he has this he's associated this with this weird giddy optimism that kind of like fits that like truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. And it's like, but then if you really explore the character, it's like, okay, how much of that are we actually able to bring to fruition? Because sometimes you know, Superman, as godlike as he is, is not perfect. 
and I like I like exploiting his flaws in comic books because it shows yes. that no, like I not in like a villainous way, but I'm like when <laughs> if if the Man of Steel can bend, what does that mean? So yes. Anyway, well that is that is the gist of what happened to the DC fandom. Um, I really like this like format. Uh, that they do where they're like, yep, we're, we've kind of saved up a lot of stuff and we're going to uh, like bash it out all on one day. And that was pretty nice. Um, I do, I I understood last year when they did it that like they didn't, you know, a lot of production had been halted and they were doing this just so they could have like one big press event because there weren't like conventions weren't able to happen. But I was a little disappointed this year that we didn't get to see more concrete things from DC. Um so i'm 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 hoping either they don't do an event like this again and like you know relate it to conventions uh or leave this stuff to like conventions through the big like public stunt or they do um put a um what's it called dang it why am i blanking oh they just are able to bring more to the table for uh if they do this again yeah. next year because like as as much as the only like true like trailer like this is coming out were Peacemaker and Batman, um, mm-hmm. and they had then they did this for eight hours. So I'm hoping uh, that we get a little more like news on that front. So um, yeah, but anyway, as always here on Raven Geeks, we like to uh, leave some recommendations for you viewers, whether that be movies, video games, food, anything geeky. Um, so do y'all have anything you'd like to recommend? Yeah. Um. So this like came out, I think literally this week on Netflix. It's called Pretty Smart. Um, it's a sitcom. It's super funny and also like super sweet. And um, it stars Emily Osment and Greg Sulkin, both of whom are Disney kids in like our era of Disney because with just Waverly Place in Hannah, Montana. Um, my dad asked, because I started watching it while I was at home, my dad was like, oh, well, is Greg Sulkin any better of an actor than he was on Runaways? And I was like, well, he plays the uh, typical pretty boy, you know, kind of jock of, he is the gym trainer and not always the brightest. Like there was a line that was like, oh, not the sharpest tool in the shed. And he goes, actually, this is a hammer and we don't have a shed or do we? I don't know. Um, but it's cute I love it and there are other characters and I just love the dynamic that like the entire cast has together and like how the characters interact like it's very authentic for today's world like some of it is obviously overplayed because it's a sitcom Um, but it is very good and it's called Pretty Smart it's on Netflix and I think I'm on episode like seven and there might only be like ten episodes so yeah and it goes by really fast the episodes are quick so yeah yeah okay um i have two recommendations uh the first one is a book which is just that i'm currently reading neverwhere by neil gaiman and so far it is really good it's basically about another world that's within london's underground um and then my second recommendation uh is holy musical batman uh, the musical that is made by Teen Star Kid, who also made like a very Potter musical uh, of, you know, where Darren Chris kind of got his start. 
Uh, unfortunately, he is not in Holy Musical Batman, but all of his acting friends are. Um, it is really good. Uh, it's hilarious. And uh, I don't know, you said The American Way, and there's like a song called The American Way. And it's sung by Superman, Batman, and uh, the, this villain called Sweet Tooth. And basically, it's like all three are singing it, and all three are actually saying actual things that are the American way, but from different points of view. So, like, Superman is like doing the right thing, like getting the kitty from the tree, calling the fire department. That's the American way. But then Batman's like buying a yacht and doing whatever you want. That's the American way. And then Sweet Tooth is like blowing up the heads of your enemies. That's the American way. And you're kind of like, yes, yes, it is. Um, so, it's a really good musical. I recommend it. Um, yeah. Uh, Brendan, any recommendations? So mine is, I'm going to like kind of give half a recommendation and I want to follow up on it next week just because I wasn't able to actually watch it this week. But uh, first things first, um, I highly recommend uh, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine if you haven't been watched, if you haven't watched it. The the final season came out, it's on Hulu. Um, It's actually, it's really topical, covers a lot of pandemic things, things that happened in 2020. Um, I don't want to spoil anything, but um, I've been thoroughly enjoying it. It's pretty satirical and... um, I guess some might say it's kind of biased, but I think it, it kind of gets to the heart of, of some issues with uh, policing. Um, and then my second one, if you haven't seen it before, uh, Young Justice. Uh, season four was talked about at DC Fandom and is now officially re- uh, starting to release episodes on HBO Max. Um, and I have not gotten to watch them yet uh, because the thing that I watch HBO Max on um, got logged out of HBO Max and it's not my account and it was not a, we weren't able to log it back in today um, so I will update people on that next week but I highly recommend it um, go watch the first three seasons before you come back next week um, so you can listen to me talk about the new season a little bit so uh, that is all we have for you today thank you for joining us here on Raving Geeks make sure you leave a comment wherever you're listening from we love to hear uh, what you all thought and what we talked about today or anything you want to hear us talk about in the future. Uh, also, feel free to reach out to us on Facebook or Twitter, at Raving Geeks, as well as our TikTok. Um, and as always, I've been Brendan Valentine, along with... Hope Goodrow. And I've been Isaac Hunter. Stay geeky, and have a great week, everyone. Bye.